Fred Ricciani, TSC, here with episode 21 of the Sports Courier Podcast. Man, uh, this, this is going to be a, a pretty pretty tough subject here. Uh, I want to also say hi to everybody that's about to join us on, on Facebook. So I, I decided, you know what, I've, uh, I do a podcast every week. You know, I was thinking about maybe previewing Double or Nothing uh, from All Elite Wrestling. Maybe you will talk about everything and when I want money in the bank. Maybe even have a guest on. Uh, but uh, I read a story the other day that just bothered me to my core. And uh, a trigger warning here. I'm going to read you uh, some of that story and some of these allegations and everything else. And, uh, you know, for anybody that's been a, a victim of something similar uh, that's been alleged here, uh, you know, I, I apologize for any of, the, any of these triggers. But let's uh, back up for a minute. Let me tell you guys what the deal is. So Ashley Massaro, a former JDB Diva Search winner, uh, former Playboy cover girl, was very popular in the mid-2000s. She passed away last week, uh, TMZ reported, via suicide. I don't happen to like media outlets uh, going out of their way to say exactly how a person died of suicide. I'm not going to mention the fashion that in, in which how she died, okay, because that's also kind of like a trigger for a lot of people. Um, and they teach you in journalism school not to really do that. But, you know, some media outlets do that. So she died at the age of, of just 39, and she hadn't been with Daddy B for about a decade, over over a decade. It had been a long time, and she was part of the lawsuit with uh, Constantine Kiros, uh, that class action lawsuit about the effects of concussions. Uh, it, you know, if you were a Daddy B superstar and happened to work for them at one point in time, you know the, the effects of concussions and post concussion syndrome, and of course, you know down the road uh, the CTE, uh, you know, and, and various degenerative brain diseases. Now she, the the, the case ended up being dismissed. Okay, WWE got out scot-free again, you know, as is the case with a lot of these lawsuits, whether it comes to, you know, if they're, they should be independent contractors or not, concussions, yada, yada. I mean, WWE's got the money and power to make it go away. And quite frankly, the lawsuit was kind of sloppy on the lawyer's part. And if I recall correctly, the initial lawsuit was written so poorly that the judge threw it out and Kuros had to resubmit it. So there is that. But what was uncovered this week following Ashley Massaro's death well, it were a few things. One, Daddy B paid tribute to her, and they revealed to the media that Ashley Massaro had actually apologized to WWE for being a part of the lawsuit, which I found kind of weird, right? Like, wait, 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 hang on. You're uh, apologizing, and you don't make mention of this. The WWE doesn't make mention of this until after she dies. It's almost like they're, you know, doing some damage control. Due to the fact that this poor woman took her own life at age 39, who has a daughter. Pretty crazy, right? Pretty sad. And kind of kind of lame on Daddy B's part. Like, did you have to say that? You could just pay tribute to her and let bygones be bygones. Did you have to go out of your way to say, hey, she's she, she apologized? Okay, cool. Whatever. You want to do that? That makes you feel good. Be my damn guest. And then um, I, I read... So a, a pretty horrifying story, and what happened was uh, something interesting. You see, the lawyer released the sworn affidavit from Ashley Massaro from, I believe, back in 2016, and it was released this week. And a couple years ago, there had been you know allegations uh, from Ashley Massaro about you know assault or sexual abuse, but uh, from what, if I recall correctly at the time, the details were kind of vague. They were they were kind of they were kind of vague. And let's be fair here, okay? I'm not 
siding with anyone here in particular. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what it is. Okay, and before I dive into this, I just want to preface this too. Ashley Massaro, you know, well-liked person, you know, seemed to be beloved by her peers. A really, really tragic death. I do know when I started covering a lot of independent wrestling and, and stuff, long after her DDB run, she was booked for a few appearances, made some no-shows, whatever. That, that was kind of like the rap on her for, for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I'm from understanding she had a lot of, of personal issues and, and, and things like that. Uh, but what I'm about to read you is, 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 is I'm going to read you something very serious, but I want to preface this by saying that, okay? Just because a person has mental issues, personal issues, maybe no show, a few shows, whatever, does not discredit the person who is making allegations of this magnitude, all right? So uh, I'm going to shout out Colin Vasello here of Gerwick.net because I thought he summed it up really well. David Bixenspan on Twitter, at David Bix, also summed this up pretty well. So... Ashley Massaro, uh, you know, she, she, she obviously passed away. And in her affidavit, it was actually revealed that she accused WWE not only of, well, okay. She accused WWE of covering up a sexual assault, straight up. Straight up. Long story short, she went on a military tour, you know, when they do like the tribute for the troops and stuff like that with WWE, all the charity stuff they do for the military. She was in Kuwait. And she was raped by a member of the military, allegedly, that posed as a doctor who practically drugged her up and raped her as a female guard, well, guarded the freaking door. And allegedly, she told Vince McMahon, hey, I, I, was, I was assaulted. And Vince McMahon said something along the lines of, well, you know, we, we have a great relationship with the military, you know, just, just, just cover it up. So, I'm just going to read to you what Convacello summed up here. Okay, because I think it might be more powerful if I just read this to you. In her affidavit, Masaro wrote that she arrived in Kuwait. She began to suffer from menstrual cramps and asked to rest in a Humvee, which was air-conditioned. She moved to a nearby military base and was told that she was dehydrated, so they hooked her up with an IV. Although she denied the IV treatment, she was told that she needed it due to the hot weather and eventually agreed to visit the sick bay and have an IV hooked up to her. Quote, Jimmy Hart came to check up on me and make sure I was okay. I told him I was fine, but that they wouldn't let me, le- let me leave because they said I had to wait to see a doctor. Jimmy said he and the rest of their group were going to get lunch and left. Bizarre recounted. And that is when the trouble started. With her being alone in the sick bay and her coworkers away, a man dressed in an orange shirt and cargo shorts presented himself as a U.S. Army doctor, although she suspected he wasn't a doctor, as with all the other doctors in the scrubs. A woman in a military uniform was with him as well. Quote, While I was still in the sick bay, he approached me and almost immediately administered an IV of an unknown substance in my other arm. Almost immediately after, the alleged doctor and the woman in fatigues moved me into a room that did not appear to be a treatment room and placed me on a table. The woman guarded the door while the man proceeded to inject me with a drug that caused me to be unable to move my body or to scream, quote, she wrote. Ashley then added, quote, the man then proceeded to violently rape and sodomize me. I was completely helpless to defend myself against this attack as the drug he injected rendered me temporarily paralyzed. Despite being able to control my movements, I remained fully conscious for every second of the attack. Nassaro says she felt excruciating pain as a result of the penetration of the force in a violent and aggressive manner and called the experience a living nightmare. Another deadly employee was accompanying the four, then knocked on the door, and the woman in a military uniform guarding the door told them to hold on, quote, one minute, 
and threw a dirty sheet on her as she lay naked on the table. The two military members left the room, and the employee named Gary Hart realized what happened. And this is where it gets confusing, because Gary Hart, I don't think whoever worked for WWE, at least not then, but whatever, realized what happened. It might have been Jimmy Hart. Wrapped her in her sheet and carried her to the Humvee, and she was transported into the hotel. Ashley said that after she returned to the U.S., she met with WWE's Dr. Rios and explained everything to him, and then he relayed all the information of Vince McMahon. A meeting was set up between herself, McMahon, Kevin Dunn, John Laurinaitis, and other company executives and attorneys who she claimed she'd never been before. Quote, Vince led the meeting with these men and asked me to recount what happened in Kuwait. Then he said, it was not in the best interest of the WWE for me to make the information about my attack public. I was still completely traumatized at that point, and I just agreed. It was clear that there had already been a conversation and they had reached the decision on their own prior to consulting with me as this was not a debate, but rather Vince instructing me to keep this confidential. She added that Vince, quote, at least apologized for what she went through, but he stressed that if she discloses the incident, it would ruin the relationship between WWE and the U.S. military. Quote, he told me not to let one bad experience ruin the good work they were doing. His lack of sensitivity in referring to my ordeal as one bad experience left me speechless. Yeah. So you can imagine why I, I, I woke up today and I decided, you know what, tonight I'm going to go live. I'm going to chat with my Facebook fam, chat with my YouTube fam, later put this up for all my podcast fam, and, and bring some light to this story. Because the reality is, Ashley Massaro is now gone. Ashley Massaro reportedly suffered from major depression, had major issues. And you know, one of them certainly could have been concussions. Now, she only wrestled not a whole lot of matches. I think I saw online when I was doing my research, there was around 40 to 50 matches in her WWE career, which isn't a whole lot if you really think about it. But when you factor in the fact that she wasn't, a, she wasn't really trained, you know, when she was in a wrestler previously, you know, coming into this space and, you know, having to take bumps. And it was kind of a, a ruthless era of WWE where it's sink or swim. And it's not like it is now where, you know, you're, there's not so much pressure for guys and girls to work uh, injured and, and whatnot in order to keep their spot. And, oh, uh, yeah. And then you, re- then you read this. And, and it's, it is just horrifying. It, it, it's just horrifying. Now, I want to disclose something right here. I don't know if this is true or not true. But I do want to say this, though. WWE did release that statement saying Ashley Massaro, you know, apologized for a role in the lawsuit and everything, but she ne- they never said that she recanted any of the allegations. Now, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think WWE found out about these allegations, or at least in full, because her affidavit was sealed until this week. And, man, and, and David Bixenspan had a, had a Twitter thread as well, where he, he, he actually tweeted the statement that Deadby sent him. He said, I may have missed this being pointed out elsewhere, but there hasn't been enough talk about how not only did Deadby's statement on Ashley Massaro's email excerpts not have her recanting anything, but it also acknowledged her sworn affidavit and didn't deny anything she alleged. And here's and here's uh, the statement here. Long after Ashley Massaro filed an affidavit, which Deadby only learned of the contents after she passed away, 
Ashley sent an email to Deadly on October 20th, 2018, approximately one month after the court dismissed all claims against Deadly and sanctioned the lawyer who brought the lawsuit against Deadly, Constantine Kairos, for repeated misconduct, including pursuing false allegations. Below are a number of excerpts from her letter to WWE that, of course, WWE released to media. I wonder why. Quote, I love WWE. You were my family the whole time I was there. The lawsuit got out of control very fast. I had been roped in by the lawyer representing the others. I apologize that I was part of this class action lawsuit and knew it was a bad idea, but was convinced by the lawyer, and I want to acknowledge that I should have contacted you guys before agreeing to be involved. I was basically poached, but I accept my part of the responsibility and just want to formally apologize and express my regret. You all changed my life, and I couldn't be more grateful. Can you express my serious regret to Vince, Stephanie, Hunter, and Kevin Dunn? Nowhere. Nowhere in that does it say Ashley Massaro has recanted her sexual assault allegations. And I'm just not sure why this isn't a bigger story than it is right now. I mean, it's living on Twitter. A few wrestling sites picked it up. Shout out to Gerwick.net again for providing a lot of that great info and kind of summing it up for everybody. And I'll I'll be sure to link it in in my description in the show notes as well. This is an unbelievably sad story. And I I want to talk a little bit about the consequences here of a story like this, especially if it's true. Okay. Unfortunately, she's not here to to defend herself. She's not here to uh, talk about it further. I know Ryback on Twitter, who's been a hazard WWE for a while, said, you know, he believes that he believes Ashley. I mean, he was in the company around the same time she was when he when he first started with Tough Enough, and he, he says she, he believes her. Um, here, here's the thing: imagine if this wasn't Vince McMahon, okay, TV character that everybody loves or everybody loves to hate. Imagine this was NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Imagine this was NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. The, just the allegations of covering up a sexual assault would be damning for any league. For any league. And if Vince McMahon actually said anything, anything along those lines, he needs to be out. He needs to be out. I know he's a majority shareholder, but he needs to be out. He needs to be forced out like Donald Sterling. I know there's not a players union i know there's not like a a collective an ownership collective and everything there are there are obviously other shareholders but he needs to step down if this is the case kevin dunn needs his ass fired john laurinaitis needs to be gone and anybody else that knew about this need to get the hell out to say the least i mean i mean seriously i don't think you could i don't know if you could jail somebody for something like this but i mean my god just it's just horrifying now, maybe Debbie didn't come out and say, hey, Ashley Massaro lied because, unfortunately, she's already tragically gone. And, you know, there might be legal parameters, you know, if, if they say, oh, yeah, she falsely accused us of covering up a sexual assault. You know, it could leave them liable for a lawsuit from her family, you know, from her estate. And perhaps it's just better from the legal side of things in Debbie to just say, you know what? We're not going to acknowledge this. We're just going to say that we made it. We kissed. We made up. And, and God bless her. We'll just pay tribute to her during the week, which, which they have done. This is bad, though. This is really, really bad, though. And this is just one of these things that kind of goes back to that era of the mid-2000s that it was sink or swim, especially for a lot of the women. You know, they put a lot of untrained women out there, and men, for that matter, in the ring 
put them in a lot of positions to get hurt. I mean, I recall Candace, poor Candace Michelle, you know, breaking her clavicle, you know, uh, getting injured you know, multiple times, you know, suffering various concussions. I remember people used to laugh at Kelly Kelly because she had back issues and concussions and all this other stuff. But the reality is, uh, the, the reality is this: like, if you, if you if you're somebody that's untrained, if you're somebody that's not properly trained, if you're rushed out there, I mean, this ain't. I don't want to say ballet because ballet is physically imposing, but you know this isn't acting where all of a sudden you get a, you get a stunt double here. I mean, this is like a, a ser- this is just a serious deal, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could believe the fact that she suffered concussions. I could believe the fact that if her brain gets examined, that she had CTE. And sadly, tragically, I, I I could believe this. And now the question is to everybody here: you know, what the hell's next? What the hell do we do? You know what? You know. What has to go on now? You know, what could possibly be done? Ashley Massaro is tragically done. Gone. Deceased, unfortunately. Rest in peace. So what can be done? Well, I think Daddy B owes an explanation to the people. I, th- I think Daddy B can't skirt around the story. And I would love to see somebody in the media, somebody in the media, okay, take a, in, in major media like HBO, like John, like John Oliver's show, which, oh, by the way, Happen to have a friend who knows a friend who who works for John Oliver, so who knows who knows what will happen there after I pass along this story. Uh, but you know, I just hope somebody picks it up and demands answers from WWE. I hope people reach out to sponsors like they did with, with the Fabulous Moolah, you know, classic or Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal when it turns out she was soliciting prostitution and enslaving women and you know all this other crap, and, and they they got the the women's battle royal changed to well the women's battle royal. I mean, something. I, and look, again. I don't know if this is true, okay? I don't know why somebody would make this up. Okay, I, I, I mean, it, to me, it's just, it's just way too specific to make it up. And here's the other thing, too. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find the link again. Somebody found Jimmy Hart's old WWE blog from around that time, which actually lives on the WWE.com website. And there's a, a blog specifically about his tour of Kuwait and specifically about spending time with, I believe it was Ron Simmons, Maria Kanellis, and Ashley Massaro. And there were at least a, a couple of lines in there about how they picked up Ashley from the medical center in Kuwait. Now, I'll be damned, but that's some pretty specific detail there. And for a woman that had been at the time when she did the, that, that affidavit, like 10 years removed from WWE, that's some pretty specific detail Right there, and again, it's 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 tragic and it's unfortunate that that this young woman's not here to really tell her side of the story. And yeah, I guess I guess what happens next is I hope WWE is forced to make a statement on this. Now I, I hope mainstream media picks this up, sends more signals out there, and forces WWE's hand. I hope there's some type of investigation conducted. Not that I would buy any kind of investigation conducted by WWE itself, because what are they going to do? Fire Vince McMahon? Of course not. Unless, they, unless their hand is forced, they're not going to do anything. We've seen that with the Saudi Arabia deal. We've we've seen that with the you know with Lars Sullivan. You know, only when, until fans contact the sponsors and everything that they say, all right, we're going to find this guy a hundred thousand dollars. You know, allegedly for for racial posts that he made when he was already uh, an adult in his twenties. Oh, man, I don't know. It, 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 it this this just it's, this is just bad. It, it's just real bad. And I got to say too, if, if if there are any wrestlers on the roster that are still on there now that knew of these allegations, that didn't say anything, 
man, I mean, sh shame on you. What do you want me to say? Sh shame on you. You know, I, I don't want to put myself in Ashley's shoes. You know, maybe there's, there's, it's a case where she just felt so de dejected and maybe people that didn't know, she said, nah, don't, don't say anything. It, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know. A lot of sexual assault cases go unreported and, and, uh, unfortunately because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these cases, you know, a lot of these abusers don't get prosecuted. Or if they do, they get a, a Brock Turner deal or, or a deal like that bus driver from a, a couple weeks ago. I can't remember his name. I don't want to remember his name. I hope he freaking burns in hell one day. But there's a there's a, a story of a bus driver who sexually assaulted a teenager, an underage girl. Okay, I believe this this sick piece of crap was like 26. He got probation. No jail time, probation. So I can understand that. God forbid if this did actually occur, and you're Ashley Massaro, you're a WWE Diva, WWE Diva Search winner, Playboy cover girl. This happens to you. It's super degrading. You're probably going through some other you know, stuff uh, during that time. You know, v Vince McMahon, your, your boss, essentially was like, no, let's, let's sweep it under the rug. You got a billionaire that's trying to sweep it under the rug. You got the U.S. military, which, you know, with all due respect to the military, you know, every organization has skeletons in its closet. I'm sure there's people that have done some heinous things that, you know, they try to sweep it under the rug. I mean... I could imagine. You're a young woman and you got billionaire Vince and the freaking military, at least you know, a division of the military, a sector of the military, that, that are both work together to kind of cover this up, allegedly. So I can understand why you wouldn't want to go against these two gigantic entities, especially when it can result in you losing employment. And uh, she would anyway in, in a couple years after that because, uh, well, she t she, the story goes that she requested a release due to her daughter being sick. Obviously, her daughter now is, is alive and well. Um, probably not that well, given everything she's going through right now. My best wishes to her. But uh, that, that was the story then. That was also around the time when I believe it was Rolling Stone released a story where it named her in, a, in some type of scandal with escorts or things like that. I mean, I don't recall that being substantiated at all. So I don't, I don't want to link that with her. But I can imagine that was pretty a pretty stressful time for her too. And just, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what else to say other than at some point, Debbie's got to answer for some of these things, man, they they were able to to skate by the Jimmy Snuka deal where Vince McMahon allegedly helped uh, Jimmy Snuka get out of jail, you know, and and not have to answer for his crimes uh, of of murdering Nancy Argentino, you know, they they survived the you know keeping the show going when Owen Hart passed away all these years ago, uh, you know, they they've so far, I mean, they've been skewered, they've been skewered by by media when it comes to the Saudi Arabia relationship, but they're still going, they're still doing their thing. Even though, get this, right? UFC's parent company, Endeavor, <laughs> UFC's parent company had money invested in them by KSA, by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And even UFC's parent company is like, you know what? Nah, nah, you could have these hundreds of millions of dollars back. When you make the UFC look like the moral compass of combat sports, you are doing something Terribly, terribly wrong. Man. So, I don't know what else to say here other than uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. If you know somebody that, that's going through a, a tough time, if you know somebody that, that is you know having suicidal thoughts, if you know somebody that unfortunately is a, vi is a victim, or was a victim of, of, of sexual assault or any kind of abuse, I mean, 
So there's always ways to get help. And, you know, whether it's just lending them a helping hand, being there for them, comforting them. Um, there's different organizations, which I'm happy to link everybody to. I know in Canada, I, I've, I've donated to Gems for Gems, which does, does great work. Nadia's Hope, which, which does great work. Um, you know, it's a suicide hot, prevention hotline. Um, if it's younger kids, I mean, I could direct them to the charity I work with, which is an anti-bullying charity, which keeps kids off the streets and puts them in after-school programs and links them up with their favorite athletes, including, you know, some former WWE superstars. Um, whatever the case may be, and uh, I'll, I'll leave you here with this other thing. If if you're somebody in DDB right now that obviously listen to this, or maybe you saw the tweets or anything else, and you're you're, you're whether you're Vince McMahon, whether you're Kevin Dunn, whether you're a colleague of, of Ashley, but you're somebody that's called her best friend, and you didn't speak out when she needed somebody to speak out for her, if you didn't take action, I mean, shame on you, shame on you. And, and I just hope that I I, I just hope that. That Ashley's memory's not in vain. I hope her, you know, obviously raises awareness for you know mental health and, and getting yourself t- taken care of, or, or somebody helping you get taken care of. And um, you know, I, I hope this story doesn't go away. And, and the, I guess the purpose of this video, the purpose of this podcast, is to make sure that the story doesn't go away. And I apologize if I started a bit and and you know uh, I've been a little all over the place. I'm normally a little, I'm normally a little more buttoned up, but this is just a, a topic that I've, I've spoken to privately about with with friends in the wrestling business and and just friends that follow it in general, and it's just very disturbing. And I just feel like at some point, WWE has to answer for this. Whether true or not, okay, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers one way or the other. Um, they they got to answer for this. And I, and I really hope, sincerely hope that one of these big media outlets, John Oliver maybe, you know, 60 Minutes, and, and any of these media programs, media outlets, uh, cover this story, give it the coverage that it deserves, that Ashley deserved. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll finally be able to get to the bottom of this. Although... You know, unfortunately, it came too late for Ashley. But rest in peace, Ashley Massaro. May God bless you. I pray for you and your family. And uh, best wishes to uh, to her daughter. Thanks so much for watching and listening, folks.